0: 32 and you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen mayor on this thursday afternoon now let's uh, turn to our first guest and topic of today we're talking about uh, clutter and also hoarding and what are some of the effects of that on our mental health and to mull over this we're joined by dr eslin Tarragina a chartered psychologist and psychotherapist with mind balance uh, dr Tarragina welcome to the program and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon Thanks for having me, Noreen, and it's great to be back. Yes, it's lovely to speak to you. So let's talk a little bit more about um, the, the psychology. You know, why do people hoard things? Um, and I, I don't know, I'm I'm sort of guilty of it. I, I'm i a bit of a hoarder. So why do people do it?
1: Um, well, a lot of hoarding is um, an emotional attachment, right? So we, um, we attach um, certain feelings to certain objects, and a lot of it can be anxiety-related as well. So we've got, we, you know, we collect all sorts of tools and little bits and pieces that we don't, that we may need <laughs> at some point in the future, just in case. Um, and same with, you know, things like dishware and things like that. Um, but also just uh, they, like our favorite jeans from 10 years ago that we're not quite ready oh, to yes. let go. <laughs> is, is that what you're guilty of?
0: <laughs> yeah, in case I'll fit in it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very, very common to do that. So, you know, it's things that remind us of happier times, um it could sometimes resembles someone we'd like to be so you know maybe we collect some art material or we go buy some art material and store it for a while um in the hope that at some point we'll sit down and do that painting so lots of different reasons
0: um and when does having too much stuff become hoarding i mean there's a difference between just saving it just in case and then is that really hoarding i mean when does too much stuff become hoarding
1: sure so well, when do we move from clutter to hoarding yes right? exactly <laughs> Um, well, it, hoarding is, is a is a diagnosable disorder, right? So that's when it, we have such persistent difficulty to let go of items um, and possessions, regardless of what their value is. Um, obviously, it has an emotional value to the person who's hoarding, um, but it, it really compromises their living space. It compromises their social life. Um, it's linked to isolation and loneliness. Uh, people might withdraw they might be embarrassed of having visitors in their house um and not not you know not the usual embarrassment of oh my house is a little untidy but actually you know there's no no space to move or um you know persistent negative feelings around around the hoarding items
0: yeah um and is it associated with sort of other disorders as well i mean like ocd or or maybe even depression
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, there's definitely studies have shown there's a link to there's links to depression, Um, actually more so to depression than um, than OCD, Um, a lot of elevated stress hormones. Um, You know, in part, that's because, ironically, even though some of the stuff that we may may, make clutter our house with somehow makes us feel safe or it makes us anxious to separate from these items. At the same time, they also represent an invasion of of what should really be our secure, our, our safe space at home um so that people might start feeling overwhelmed because you know we don't know where to start with the declutter um also maybe guilty because you know there's been that stack of papers that i've been meaning to go through for months and and maybe even years and (laughs) it's still sitting there there's almost like a constant reminder of unfinished business um and yeah and then feeling a little bit trapped and maybe even claustrophobic i think it's important to point out as well that um brains can, I mean, they juggle to, um, to process all the stimuli in our environment. Um, so if there's a lot of clutter, it can make them overstimulated. Now, in theory, brains are meant to adapt to that um, because you know if there's no novel stimulus in the environment, the brain should not continuously process something new. But because a lot of our clutter objects have a big emotional importance to us, the brain may continuously kind of make us aware Oh, that's still there, and oh, that's still there. So it doesn't, you know, it tires us out as well.
0: Ah, so because of all the visual stimuli, because it's so busy in the room that it actually affects us in different ways, maybe even our concentration or even making us more stress or poor decision making, it could lead to a whole series of things.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Mm. and um, just to come back to your OCD question as well, I mean, at the heart of OCD is um, anxiety and the anxiety is is alleviated by compulsive behaviours, right, so kind of repetitive rituals, for example. Um, So... Uh, hoarding can be part of that if, if that's where your OCD or your compulsive behaviors kind of click onto. Um, but OCD also has the opposite, so you could be a compulsive declutterer. So if the items are causing you anxiety, you might actually start decluttering more. So the link to that isn't a direct, as direct as to, uh, say, for example, depression.
0: Is it linked to creativity by any chance? Because I, I don't know, as cliche it sounds, but creative people often have quite messy desks. Um, <laughs> yes, I, d- I don't know. Is, is, maybe there's something to do with it. Some The visual, I don't know, mess makes them more, stim- uh, more creative.
1: Um I'm not sure if there's studies that really support that however I mean you you are onto something um the difference with um you know good clutter in a way that might be more stimulating. Oh,
0: yeah organized clutter.
1: Organized clutter um is that uh, it, it might be a system by which someone has has tried to help jog their memory or a system by which um people have put things in uh, you know have had that mess because they know it stimulates creativity so it's it's an organized one the key thing here is um how fast can someone actually find what they're looking for because if they you know if you say oh can you go pick this up and they go straight to it um and in very little time have located it then it's more of an organized mess but if it takes hours or we're almost overwhelmed and we don't even want to start looking for it that's when it starts becoming clutter and and could also Go further to becoming too much
0: clutter. Yeah, Uh, well, like you said about the decluttering, I think there's been it's been quite trendy to do so. I think uh, very famously Marie Kondo, uh, she has a Netflix series, and the the Marie Kondo way of decluttering. I mean, how are are what are some of the ways to start decluttering then?
1: Um well you know starting with uh, the awareness of what emotions are attached to our item so u- using your jeans as an example you know what what's the emotion attached to that what what meaning does that jeans have for you and then what is thinner you know? back then hair <laughs> free life <laughs> <laughs> well see and so if you've got happy feelings around that jeans then you know maybe it's something to keep right um but if it if there's some some guilt or some frustration or some anxiety or something around that and also the likelihood, are you going to use it again? How important is the item yeah, for you? probably
0: not. Yeah. <laughs> so <if> the, <laughs> it'll have to go to the to the re-gift pile or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, recycling. I like it. Um, another thing to do is, like, pick a category to start with, right? So either a cat that maybe I'll sort through my clothes or I'll sort through my books or I'll sort through my, you know, dishware. Um, or clearing one room at a time because if you've, accumulated a lot of clutter and a lot of it is emotional um, it it will take a while it's not something that you can just do in an hour and then the whole house is cleared right so scheduling time
0: for it and it can like you said it can be quite emotional i mean what mm-hmm. if you live with somebody or, or family member or a friend ha- has an issue uh with hoarding or, or with clutter in their home how do you sort of go about helping them through this because like you said it can be quite um, an emotional experience they can have an emotional attachment to something how do you get them to separate uh from things that they don't necessarily need and to clear the space
1: Sure, so I'll address cluttering because hoarding, um, because it's, it can be a clinical disorder that will take a bit more in-depth analysis. Mm-hmm. But in terms of clutter, I mean, again, being aware of the emotional connection. So, you know, it's just because something doesn't mean anything to us. Obviously, for uh, whoever we're living with who who is cluttering or friends, there is a big emotional meaning there. So really addressing that and, and validating that and being understanding of that. Um, one of the ways that... Um, I know people have found helpful is digitalizing things so if you've got like books that really meant something to you taking a photo and then letting them go um and and also items you know if you know you can't keep something but it's been really meaningful um in a way keeping it in a in a digital way that can help reduce the clutter in the in the actual house Mm. That's I mean, a decluttering. Really good
0: idea, taking a photo of the jeans, for example.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could even do like a vision board or something. You know, there's, there's lots of ways of, of playing around and having fun. Um, organizing things and labeling them can be useful because then we might find we have three hammers and we don't need three hammers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but decluttering can be really rewarding because it can, if we take the time for the process, um, it can help us to remember who, like we used to be, um, but also see how we've grown as people and how far we've come as people. And then, even more so, working into the future, it can create more space to to give us room for creativity and and, and room for growth.
0: You know exactly. Um, what about uh, you mentioned just now? Hoarding is actually a sign of um, it can be a, a sign of a, a mental dis- disorder. So there's a key difference between clutter and and a a clutterer and a hoarder, really.
1: Yes, absolutely. So hoarding is is defined in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual um, as a a hoarding disorder. But that's very much when um, collecting items um, and the persistent difficulty of parting with these items... Um, really interferes with your living space, Um, it congests active living areas. It basically almost takes control of how you're living and how your social life is and and maybe even interfering with your work life and family life and and, um, other important areas of functioning.
0: Wow. So it can have really adverse effects on on our health, not just mental health but even physical health and, and relationships as well. Oh, absolutely, yes. Wow, okay. Not quite there yet, but it's so easy to 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 collect clutter, in, in, especially in such small apartment spaces such as Hong Kong. And you're absolutely right. It's a really good chance to really start uh, decluttering in specific areas, maybe start in the kitchen and then start with your bookshelf. Um, and as Marie Kondo once said, I think she said, you only ever need 30 books uh, in rotation. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I think I may have a bit more than that um, in the house.
1: Well, that's where, uh, you know, for the people who who enjoy it, Kindle comes in, right? Or <laughs> some other kind of form of tablet or, again, digitalizing. It doesn't necessarily solve the issue of, of what's at the heart of the cluttering because obviously in a way you're just transferring it to a different platform. But by putting it onto um, a digital platform, it will definitely reduce how much it affects you because you're not constantly looking at all those books and they're not interfering with your living space, right? They've been compartmentalized in a way.
0: That's really good advice. Okay, I think I'll start uh, doing that. And I'm sure most of our listeners, if they have a lot of clutter in their house, they can start to gi- digitalize them <laughs> instead um, and clear some space. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to also connect with uh, Dr. Taragina and want to find out more, you can also go to her website on uh, mindbalance.org. Uh, meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for your time this week, uh, Dr. Eslyn Taragina, a chartered psychologist and psychotherapist uh, with Mind Balance joining us this afternoon. Thank you very much, Eslyn.
1: Uh, so- Pleasure and thank you for having me.